Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Sit down, relax, pour yourself a few martinis, three to be exact, where we talk about crazy stuff, the good, the bad, and the crazy indeed. Jim Garrity's here. I'm Chad Benson, in for Greg Karamas. Hope you guys are having a great day. All right, Jim, we got some good, and guess what? I Rarely do I think, if ever, have you had a good where the person that's leading the good charge, if you will, is the lady by the name of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, listeners at home, you did not mishear Chad. Um, and this is not good. I do not expect this to become a regular habit on this uh, on this podcast. But if a broken clock can be right twice a day, Nancy Pelosi can be correct uh, once in a great while. And so she is calling for a, what she calls a diplomatic boycott of the Chinese Olympics uh, coming up in 2022. Um, there's been some discussion about whether the United States should have a, uh, a full-scale full, full boycott like we had in 1980 in the Moscow Games after the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. Uh, and a lot of people, Americans, a lot of people observe that well, that really punishes the athletes. They've spent their whole lives preparing for this moment. Um, you're letting politics get involved in something that uh, you know, should be above national boundaries and divisions and things like that. And look, nobody wants to see US, U.S. athletes having to stay home uh, because of a dispute. On the other hand, China is you know, a pretty bad actor on the world stage on a whole bunch of fronts. So, you know, Nancy Pelosi is saying that world leaders should shun the Olympics in, in Beijing and honor their athletes after they come home after them. Uh, and she says, you know, we cannot proceed as if nothing is wrong about the Olympics going to China for heads of state to go to China in light of a genocide that is ongoing while you're sitting there in your seats really begs the question, what moral authority do you have to speak about human rights any place in the world if you're willing to pay your respects to the Chinese government as they commit genocide? Chad, I read that and I think, who is she and what did she do with the real Nancy Pelosi? You know, it's it's crazy, Jim, but I'll tell you what. I mean, when you get them out of their talking points and the baloney of what it is they end up doing, trying to appease the Twitter mob and, and wackiness, sometimes, like you said, they can be right. And I absolutely agree with what's going on with the Uyghurs, the continual bowing down to, to China because of the almighty dollar. I'm behind this 110%. Uh, and I don't see why we continue to give in and I think she's also looking to see if there's other, not just countries, but also corporate bigwigs who are willing to say, you know what, we're not going to put money into this because we think at this moment in time, uh, this isn't right. Yeah. And we should point out that a big part of the problem here is the International Olympic Committee that has been really complete, far too comfortable with having autocratic countries like China and Russia host the games. You see a very similar phenomenon going on with the World Cup where, you know, there's never, you know, here's the thing, if you host the a big international sports competition in France, nobody has a problem with that. If you do it in Britain, uh, if you do it, in, you know, there are a whole bunch of countries that are capable of hosting a big, massive international event like this who don't have really abominable human rights records and who everybody can participate, not feeling like they are, uh, giving a wink and a nod or, or kind of turning their back on some sort of abominable behavior. So not something I often say, but, you know, good idea, Nancy Pelosi. And I certainly hope the U.S. administration will consider this as their approach going forward. Because, again, I think there's 
not much consensus in favor of having U.S. athletes stay home just because the International Olympic Committee picked a terrible regime to host the games. Yeah, well, you know, it's it, you're so right. Like right now, I mean, Qatar is going to host the World Cup next year. How many of those stadiums would be built with essentially slave labor for poor Pakistanis and Bangladeshis who have died and are just having, you know, they're going over there and they're not getting paid really anything. And it's awful. But many of these organizations, FIFA, the Olympic Committee, they're as corrupt as anything else. It's like a UN for sports and they're willing to take their bribes and run with it. So I totally agree. I think it's time that some people start standing up in, in ways that, you know, have nothing to do with the almighty dollar loss uh, and do something right. I'm Chad Benson in for uh, Mr. Columbus, who will be back, I believe, next week. I don't know where he goes. He disappears. Jim Garrity is here. the three martini lunch. Thanks so much for paying attention. All right, my man, what you got for us? Well, first of all, you might be stressed about the thought of U.S. athletes having to compete in China. But you shouldn't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who's just trying to get through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Can't believe you're not an elite athlete. Theragun's handheld percussive <laughs> therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. It is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain, releasing tension using Theragun's signature Percussion therapy, which goes 60% deeper than the vibration alone. So whether you want to treat your muscle tension from, you know, from the hard workout or maybe an injury or just stress of everyday life, there's no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future, which is awesome. So this is what, go to their site, check it all out. Theragun app learns from your behaviors and then suggests and guides you to routines that will help you. Theragun is trusted by more than 250 professional sports teams. We're talking teams like Real Madrid, that biggest uh, soccer team over there in Europe. Elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers and listeners like you. You should try Theragun for 30 days, starting at just $199. Go to theragun.com slash martini right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash martini. One last time, it's theragun.com slash martini. Uh, we've had the good. It's time to, unfortunately, kids, have a bad. And this time has to do also with the pipeline. Yeah. You know, apparently uh, the Russians can shut down ours, but we can't stop them con from constructing theirs. So uh, you heard about the colonial pipeline and the problems we had over here in the United States. Thankfully, that seems to be resolving itself. They paid off the ransom. And hey, it's not like those dark side hackers are going to come back and ask for more. Anyway, there's also you know, kind of an obscure issue. But if you're paying attention to Russia and uh, various issues in Europe, this has kind of come up quite a bit over the last couple of years. Nord Stream 2. Already there is one pipeline that is taking natural gas from Russia and bringing it over to Europe. And now they're trying to uh, uh, build a second one uh, and would supply gas directly from Russia to Germany and eliminate the leverage that Ukraine has over the pipelines that are going through its territory. You may have noticed that Russia has been rather aggressive to Ukraine and tends to go over and, you know, uh, borrow Crimea for a few decades and things like that. So uh, for a long time, the United States, which by the way, I, I don't know about you, Chad, remember when Vladimir Putin was like the, the root of all evil? 
and he yeah. was behind every corner and, and under every rock. And we were all uniform. There was this big, broad, bipartisan consensus that we should not back down from Vladimir Putin, that he was a really bad guy and we should stand up to them every chance we get. And in fact, not that long ago, Jen Psaki was there at the podium over at the White House. And before she circled back on this, she had told us that the administration was vehemently opposed to this. She had said, our position on Nord Stream 2 has been very clear and it remains unchanged. Nord's, President Biden has made clear Nord Stream 2 is a bad deal. It is a bad deal because it divides Europe. It exposes Ukraine and Central Europe to Russia, Russian manipulation. And it goes against Europe's own stated energy and security goals. And yesterday, the Biden administration basically announced, eh, never mind, never mind. Now, look, the, the Germans really wanted to complete this pipeline. It's very close to being completed. Um, there was an, the, the question was, was the U.S. going to say, we're going to impose sanctions that work on this pipeline? And if you do that, of course, would make these countries say, whoa, whoa, I don't know if we want to do this. We don't want to run afoul of the United States government. That could actually cost us a lot more than we would make from the, from the completion of this pipeline. Angela Merkel, it sounds like, was not really interested in playing ball. The Germans who say that they oppose Russia don't seem to have any problem with becoming more dependent upon them for their energy needs. And now the Biden administration is going to waive the sanctions on the corporate entities and CEOs who are overseeing the construction of the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, and basically indicates that the Biden administration is waving the white flag on this and they're talking a tougher line on Russia, but not really keeping one. Chad, who could have possibly guessed that Biden would break a promise? I don't know. Lots of politicians do. I think if you look it up in Latin, it means broken promises. It, it, I, I, this is just one of those things where I just hearken back just several months and think, man, if this would have happened under the last guy, the mm -hmm. chaos that'd be going on, the questions of what kind of information do they have, uh, what, what, what's in the next dossier? And I don't like having those kind of arguments, but it is very interesting to that you know and their defense is going to be look you know the germans really wanted this then and but the dependence russia's done this before especially when it comes to heating oil and things of that nature where they jack up the prices and hold countries hostage and that's another opportunity for them the more that they become dependent the western european countries on russia the better it makes the the vlad the impaler feel and we didn't really seem to care and this will be one of those things that's kind of ignored. But when you think about the last guy to this guy in this situation, it does make you scratch your head. Yeah. And look, if the, if the Biden administration wants to come out and say, look, we really pushed the Germans on this. The Germans were not willing to budge an inch. And it just was, it just, just isn't worth it to our relationship with the German government to really you know, continue this fight. Okay, but you still end up in a situation in which Russia is making full use of its uh, oil and natural gas resources and using them to make other countries become more dependent upon them, whereas the Biden administration is shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and we're not allowed to use all of our resources and make, you know, help our allies out and things like that. So it's kind of it's not just like this is a bad decision on its own. It is worse to make it in the context of other decisions uh, and it really does kind of raise the question of whether a lot of what Biden was saying, the anti-Russian, I, I feared throughout the entire Trump years that when, when all of a sudden every uh, Democrat had suddenly turned into uh, a reincarnated Ronald Reagan and they sounded like real hawks on Russia. And, ooh, they were ready, you know, all of that Obama, <laughs> the 80s called, they want their foreign policy back. All of that had been abandoned by about fall 2016. Terrific. Great. I'm glad. 
But I had a sneaking suspicion that once the Democrats were back in power, they would lose this, that deep down the Democrats were not really anti-Putin or anti-Russia, that ultimately they were anti-Trump. They weren't yeah. mad at Trump. They weren't mad at, uh, uh, you know, Trump because he was too close to Putin. They were mad at Putin because he was too close to Trump. Uh, that's where the root, root of all, all evil was in their minds. And my fear is we are seeing further exhibition of this, um, that, you know, the Biden administration will talk a good game against Russia. But when push comes to shove, they're not really willing to stand up to them. So, and you're right. Sometimes you got to pick and choose your battles. But he should come out and say that about Germany. And then he says, we also reserve the right to say, we told you so. If things go south there. I stayed at a hotel last night, Jim, and I just have to say uh, the towels, they sucked. (laughs) I I was just about to say, you know, sometimes you see a deal like that or you see a broken promise and you feel dirty. You need to take a shower and then you need a towel. You can wrap yourself up in the soothing, soft feel of a MyPillow towel. They're currently offering a six-piece towel set, which is regularly $109.99. Now for just $44.98. All right. You get two bath sheets, which are incredible. Super absorbent, right? Not lotiony. Two hand towels, one two-pack washcloth. Soft to the touch, 100%. Incredible feel when it talks. When you get out of the shower bath, it is incredible. You just dry off quickly. 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Washable, dryable, made with cotton grown right here in the United States of America. And tons of colors to choose from. Go to MyPillow.com and click on Radio Listeners Square. Then enter the promo code MARTINI, or you can just call 1-800-874-0104. And while you're there, you should take advantage of the deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Premium Pillows, and the new My Slippers. Get your MyPillow six-piece towel set for only $44.98, only with the My promo code MARTINI. Or call 1-800-874-0104 or visit MyPillow.com today. All right. I'm going to do something here, Jim, because I'm really into the crazy in the three martinis. And I have been for the last several years. I'm an open-minded skeptic, Jim. I want to say this. Obama on with James Corden talking about aliens. Uh, There's some things I just can't tell you. Uh, on air. Uh, <laughs> no, look, look, the truth is that when I came into office, I asked, I was like, all right, is there the lab somewhere where we're keeping the uh, alien specimens in spaceship? Uh, you know, they did a little bit of research and the answer was no. First of all, they wouldn't have to do a little bit of research. They would know that. The answer would have been It doesn't no. seem like the sort of thing you'd forget. No, but you know, do we have an alien bodies? Let me check. Open. I forget, no, yeah. He's being more open, Jim, and I'll tell you why. If you go back a few months, he was on with Colbert. And if you want to listen to how uncomfortable it gets, it feels weird. UFOs? Any UFOs? Did you ask about that? I've certainly asked about it. And? Can't tell you. Sorry. Okay. That's uncomfortable. He did acknowledge yeah. there are things that we can't explain. He did acknowledge those things, and we know the Pentagon has to release, thanks to the last stimulus that Trump did, something when it comes to UFOs soon. But it feels like there's something. Uh, Yeah, and it's really worth explaining when we say a something, meaning an unidentified flying object. I mean, literally, a flying object that is unidentified. Not certain that it's aliens. Uh, It seems like every time you bring up this topic, it quickly turns into... 
you know, uh, are you telling me little green men are running around? Or are you telling me we need to worry about probes or flying? No, we just mean there's there's something flying through areas close to the United States or in U.S. airspace that can't be identified. Uh, and that people like Navy pilots are saying, look, we don't know what that is. There was a really, you know, like, so you had this, this the government report, which I got to admit, it was set up by a office that was proposed by Harry Reid. Longtime listeners to this podcast will know, way to go, Nevada. Way to go is one of our you know recurring themes on this show because we detest so much of what Harry Reid has done. But on this one, he seems to have gotten the ball rolling on a genuine effort to say, okay, what's going on here? And the recognition that uh, something's, you know, we've had, the military has had encounters with things that they cannot explain. Doesn't mean it's space aliens. Could be, uh, as I walked through in today's morning Jolt newsletter, Besides aliens, the three other scenarios are that this is some sort of secret U.S. project that these other pilots don't know about. Uh, The possibility is that this is some sort of private sector or somebody, you know, uh, not SpaceX, but, you know, somebody somewhere is is testing some technology and this is what you see flying through the air. Probably the most ominous one is the possibility that this is some sort of hostile human power, most likely China or Russia, because it's really hard to imagine the Iranians or the North Koreans or somebody else having this kind of ability. Um, and they're doing stuff in our airspace that doesn't, uh, you know, that, that just seems way more advanced than anything we have. And if you if you're looking at this and you're you're chuckling or scoffing, look, the the 60 minute segment is up online. They have a full uh, full transcript of it. These uh, uh, naval aviators, I remember Top Gun. They're not pilots. Uh, they describe they 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 themselves are like sheepish about it. They're not. Um, they don't seem kooky. They, they seem, you know, very professional pilots who, who are kind of feel weird coming forward about this, but they just don't know what it is. And they're not saying, you know, I saw uh, E.T. waving at me or, or anything like that. They're saying this, like it behaved in ways that don't seem to make sense in physics. And I've already had this discussion quite a bit with folks this morning. You're like, Jim, it's got to be an optical illusion or something like that. It, look, it could be that. But one of the weird things is that they're seeing it visually with their own eyes. They're seeing it on radar and they're seeing it with the infrared uh, gun target camera in the front of the plane. So those three together, boy, that'd be a, a heck of an illusion to be able to create something seen in all three forms. Uh, you know, that certainly would indicate that something is there, but nobody really knows exactly what. Also in today's morning jolt, I kind of walked through all the stuff we know about you know, I guess no longer quite so secret experimental and prototype um, military stealth bombers, drones, stuff like that, that we're doing Northrop Grumman and and, uh, other companies are doing and that the Russians or Chinese are doing. They all look pretty cool, but they don't really look like giant spheres or Tic Tacs or pyramids or the stuff that we're seeing um, on these, these camera sites. So I don't know what to make of it, but I do feel like it's been really weird to see the conventional wisdom on this shift so dramatically. And uh, Chad, if you if you foresaw that Barack Obama was going to start talking about this more bluntly on the James Corbin show, uh, collect your lottery winnings because you must be psychic. Well, you know, I've been following this for a while and uh, I will say, you know, it's it's when you talk to him, we've we've had several on my, my national show, several people that have come out and some of the Navy pilots use the 60 minute people. And they've said, look, this isn't technology that's a year or two, five years ahead of us. This is technology that's a thousand year ahead of what we're doing. They're going the, the, the amount of speed that they're picking up would kill a human being. They're at 600 G's, 700 G's. It's impossible for anything of this world, and they're disappearing. They're they're just gone. 
It's not made. The no technology. And the scary part is they've talked about the fact that in 2004, Jim, they showed up at certain places, took control of some of our nuclear sites, shut it all down, and then disappeared. It's that is not utterly baffling. Now, just going to observe, if you want to say, oh, okay, so the Russia or China, they make some sort of giant leap in their technology. Well, as you mentioned, some of these anecdotes from 2004, that's 16 going on 17 years ago. The idea that for 17 years, 16, 17 years, either China or Russia or who knows, maybe any other country has some sort of amazing development. And in that 16, 17 year span, there's no leaks no reports, no rumors, no inklings, you know, that somehow they've made something that can make a, a sphere-like craft fly straight up and down and in circles and disappear and do all this kind of amazing stuff. And they had it 17 years ago. And in that 17-year span, no, nothing, no details of this program have leaked at all. Um, it kind of strains credulity there. It doesn't mean impossible. It just kind of, you know, hard, hard to, you know, because you know, the lesson of, of most government experiences that no matter how tough, you know, like what's that saying, you know, uh, three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead or something. Yes. Yes. That's it. People can't inherently keep their mouth shut. And uh, so something will always get that. That's why I said to everybody, that's why, you know, 9-11 was never an inside job and we landed on the moon. Because the people that scream we didn't do it or we did do it had nothing to do with inside the government. So either they killed everybody who knew or people are full of it. I just, you know what, I put two and two together and I come up with there's something else. Maybe, maybe it is us, but maybe that stuff was given to us by somebody else in another dimension or time. You just don't know. Jim Garrity there. I'm Chad Benson here for Greg Columbus. It's been your three martini lunch. We gave you the good, we gave you the bad, and we gave you the crazy. And the crazy had to do with... I don't know why it's always going to be little green men. Maybe aliens. Maybe time travel. To be you just gray don't know. anyway. You know, so yeah, so. The grays. The grays are the big thing. I, also, we, isn't it time we stop judging these people on color? It is. It is. It is <laughs> absolutely. We should call them beige. We don't know what they are, and we'll refer to them in their their pronouns of they. See you tomorrow, Jay. Thanks for having me on, man. I I look forward to doing it again tomorrow. We are living in difficult times where people fear having thought-provoking conversations about pressing issues. And although we're in the midst of an information explosion, there are a lot of forces aiming to distort what's true. I created The Bill Walton Show to provide a forum for in-depth, thought-provoking conversations with leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and thinkers. Please join me at thebillwaltonshow.com to explore what's true, what's right, and what's next.